Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and the Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. I mean, I will quote Tom Brady and say, never say never, but, um, I, I mean, the San Francisco thing is literally people pulling it out of left field because of that, the idea that he would want to go home. There's so many reasons when he chose the Bucks, he was doing that over places like the 49ers and the Chargers because he wanted to be on the East Coast, closer to his son Jack who's in New York. There's so many reasons why he would not go to San Francisco that I don't. I really don't think that that, at this point, uh, merits any credibility. Whether he plays or not, um, a, a lot of different things would have to shake out for him to continue his career again. And as of right now, he is very happily retired. Hmm. That's Jeff Darlington from ESPN. Darlington tied into the Brady camp now. That's impressive. He's not really like a breaking news guy, but yeah. he's he's got the uh, he's got the the pulse of the Brady camp, and um, it's funny how we all do this. And I I get the allure of it. Everybody's like, hey, always all these guys always want to go home, right? Yeah. San Francisco for Rogers, San Francisco for Brady. It's like, I understand why we do it, but I just don't know if some 20-something years later, it's always the case either. Uh, home, home has been all over the place now. No, for sure. Um, you know, uh, I think even, like, just structure, money has more to do about it than actually going home. You know what I mean? J.J. Watt was a classic example. He had every, um, poss- you know, he had every reason to go to Green Bay when he was a free agent, and he chose to go. I'm sorry, he was a free agent. He got traded, I think. Or did he was a free agent, J.J. Watt? Uh, he was a free agent. Okay, so when he's a free agent, yeah, I mean, he could have went to Green Bay. Uh, you know, yeah, obviously he idolized right. the Packers, but he chose to go to Arizona just because whether it was money, whether it was situation. But, you know, the, the, the whole hometown thing, uh, team, sometimes I think it's a little overblown in terms of the possibilities of guys going back there. Let me, let me tell you, I, I'm like a, I have a weird feeling about some of these guys jumping around. I know the day and age has changed, right? Uh, as we get practice here, you're right behind me at uh, Daytona International Speedway. We just had the Jets flying over as well. Nice. A lot of activity here on a Thursday afternoon. Get ready for the duels, and you'll hear the cars behind us now as they get revved up and ready to go for practice uh, before the duels uh, hit under the lights tonight. We're here all uh, evening for it. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. You know, there's some talking. I just told you about the, the favorite for Russell Wilson if he doesn't stay in Seattle would be the Bucks. Why don't I love that? Like, I get it. I think if I were the Bucks, I wouldn't find it. But it's almost like rent a player for Tampa. And I just don't love that idea. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know why I don't like this stuff. I, I, it took me a little bit of while to get comfortable with athletes not being in the same spot their entire career. And you know you're not going to have the Jeters of the world just anymore it's just not going to happen Brady and Manning are like the the best examples of that if those two guys aren't going to stay there in the same place then then anybody's going to move on in the NBA I didn't love the fact that I got LeBron would play for two teams I get it I don't love the fact that he's on a third team I I still don't like that that much it it feels watered down to me to me it, it loses a little bit of something and I don't know why I don't even I can't even like tan tangibly put something on it i just it's not doesn't sit well with me and i guess this isn't from russell wilson's point of view because i if for him to go to another team would make sense but or aaron Rodgers go to another team now it makes sense i mean these guys have proven manning and brady and, and others that hey it's not a bad idea 
but I just don't know if I love it from Tampa's perspective of all of a sudden sitting there and and it almost feels Yankees Red Sox like Austin yeah. that they're like buying championships with any free agent or trade that's available. And I, I just don't like the feel of that for some well, reason. Well, I mean, they're not buying championships. That, see, to me, like, I don't really mind it because, like, I don't – I wasn't mad at Peyton Manning. He, he had a bad neck, and, and Denver took a chance on him. Indianapolis kind of washed their hands of him. They go Andrew Luck, and it, it kind of worked out for, for both parties, I feel like. Now, maybe it worked out better for, well for Peyton Manning because he won a Super Bowl. You know, when we talk about Russell Wilson going to Tampa Bay possibly – I mean, yeah, it's almost like a, a formation of a super team, but, like, props to Tampa Bay for – because this is football. You know, you just can't buy a team. It's not like it was back with the Yankees back when I grew up. Like, I mean, there's a salary cap, there's drafts, there's trades, there's free agency, there's franchise tags. There's, there's a lot of things that go into building a successful roster. And to me, it's a lot like the Warriors. Like, I don't hate on the Warriors because of, of what they have accomplished. They, they've accomplished a team that they've built, you know, through the draft. Um, and then every once in a while they'll bring in over a free agent or they'll trade for somebody. But their, their core of their team is built through the draft. So you can't hate on that. I mean, Tampa Bay, yeah, they have free agents here. There, Obviously, Russell Wilson is going to go over. That's going to be a free agent or a trade or whatever the case may be. But like, I'm not mad at that because you still have the team to facilitate that. Russell Wilson just can't go anywhere and win a Super Bowl. He has to go to a team that can help him out. And that Tampa Bay could be that team. So... To me, it makes things more interesting. It keeps things fresh. So I'm, I'm not so much opposed to it. Yeah, well, by the way, I'm, I'm here to tell you I shouldn't be opposed to it, right? I mean, it's not – it's okay. Like, it's fine. It's like sometimes when I say it like that, I feel like I'm 65 years old. You know, not like – it's a, it's just a new way to do it. And there's nothing wrong with it. You're trying to win. If you can go get the best players possible, go ahead. Try to win. Like, uh, I really don't mind even – the Yankees and Red Sox and everybody else trying to do it in baseball. The problem is it's just not even. It's not even playing field. In the NFL, it is. If you drafted well, if you have picks, if, you, if you're willing to give them up, if you're willing to think outside the box and you take a chance uh, to go trade away and you got the right package to go get Russell Wilson, fine, go do it. You know, and, and the Rams tried it and they did it and, and with Stafford. Um, but I guess it's really, it just feels a little bit newer to football and, and Manning, is not and Brady are not the only examples. I mean, Stafford's now the newest example, and I feel like we're going to see a whole crop of well, people, like to the point where, listen, if you're in Jacksonville and you get 12 years out of Trevor Lawrence or 10 years out of Trevor Lawrence, don't be surprised. Like by year 13, even if he's unbelievable and one of the best quarterbacks in the league, he goes to another team at some point. Like I think the first 10 years you take, the next five, six, seven years he might be somewhere else. Yeah, I mean, but what we've seen this happen all throughout history. You know, I mean, it, it is free agency. It's yeah. R- Reggie White leaving the Eagles wanting to go to Green Bay. You know, I mean, we've we've seen this a lot. It's just part of the game. I mean, t- to me, I like it because then it keeps teams honest in terms of how do they treat their players and, and how they go about their players. I mean, Russell Wilson wants out because the offensive line for how many years has been a deterrent. You know, he's he's taken hit after hit after hit because of the offensive line. Aaron Rodgers may stay or he, he may still want out just because of, you know, him not getting really consultated in terms of how the draft shakes out and how and in terms of how free agency has shaken out in the past. So that's why he wants out. So to me, it just sets a precedent in saying, hey, if, if you got a quarterback who's pretty good, you, you, you better at least run things by him. You better at least get his opinion a little bit because he's that important. 
Yeah, and, and I guess you're right. Free agency has been a big part of it. I don't think the quarterbacks have been this involved, though, in the history of the game. And I think that's what's a little bit different. You know, uh, it's the most powerful position in sports. It's the most important position in sports. It changes dynamics of teams in a hurry. See Tom Brady to Tampa. <laughs> right? Sure, but I mean, uh, keep in mind, I grew up watching Eli Manning say he's not going to play in, in San Diego and literally just sit out until the New York Giants take him. Well, that's true. Uh, that's a little, uh, I mean, a little different scenario, but yeah. I mean, yeah. He pulled a power play there. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm actually surprised that hasn't happened more. <laughs> sure. Uh, you know, there's talk of Joe Burrow and even Trevor Lawrence doing that, and, and they did not. So, uh, it, yeah, it's, it's again, I'm, I'm kind of admitting here, like, I shouldn't have an issue with it. It just feels like there's something about it to me It feels a little less authentic, I guess. You know, when you're trying to win championships, there is that build. But it's just a new way to do it. And now the quarterbacks are more willing to move than ever before, I believe. The dollars allow that structure to happen because how tied up do you want to be in a 40 to $45 million a year quarterback, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the cost of doing business now at the QB position if you think you have the guy. And so that's opened the floodgates for people to look elsewhere and then the power of it all, right? Oh, you just mentioned it. Are you going to consult me about the draft? Am I going to be able to have influence here or there? Young guys are now being involved, like a Joe Burrow, we think, with Jamar Chase, yet Aaron Rodgers didn't know what the hell was going on in the draft in Green Bay. So... I think the, the reasons are right there for it. And what it does is it adds up to a very interesting offseason. Last year it was Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson. I really never thought the Russell Wilson stuff was that hot. Um, this year it's going to be those two guys again on top of Deshaun Watson. And so it, it really adds to intrigue because the, the dynamic of a football team can change, boom, just like that with one of those guys going to another place. And not only the dynamic of a football team, Austin, I think the dynamic of a division changes that way. Mm -hmm. If you look at the AFC South alone and you take the three teams that compete with the Jaguars, Houston, if Deshaun Watson gets traded out of there, which we expect he will, will not play in that division again. I can't imagine they trade him to the Colts or the Titans. You take a look at the Colts, who might not be pot committed to Wentz. What if they get a guy like Russell Wilson? And what if just say the rumors of a couple weeks ago at least for a minute of Aaron Rodgers going to Tennessee were real <laughs> you could yeah. you could all of a sudden end up without Watson but with Wilson and Rodgers in the division no, I mean, for sure that would be I mean that's the landscape really changes with two or three puzzle pieces moving around in the NFL and quite frankly while we've seen it a little bit with the with Manning of course and that was a different circumstance because of luck and 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 everything that was going on there in the injury. And then Brady most recently with the Bucks to flip them into a Super Bowl winner. Uh, I think we're going to see it more and more. And when you get two or three guys that could be on the move that are elite players, I, the NFL's never seen that from that position. Yeah, it's going to keep things interesting, keep things exciting. And yet, it's still better probably, if you're the organization, to have the Joe Burrows, the hopefully Trevor Lawrences of the world, because you still have them on low-value deals, which allows you to build around them. Absolutely. So, uh, it's again, it, it's, it gets a little taken. you got to get used to it. I'm sure Bucks fans will love it if Russell Wilson. <laughs> and, you know, the one thing about Russell Wilson that's a little different than the Tom Brady deal, too, is... And, and by the way, if you just jump it in, it's like there's not this hot rumor of Russell Wilson going to Tampa. The odds-on favorite of Russell Wilson, if he doesn't play in Seattle, is is he could end up in Tampa. 
but Russell Wilson, by the way, Austin, still has, what would you say, like five or six good years left in him at the, at the least? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's been banged up, obviously, in terms of injuries and things, but if he can stay upright, absolutely. Yeah, so that part of it's, um, I just think it's fascinating to see where these guys could end up and how it could change uh, the landscape of, of uh, football teams and divisions and maybe even the entire league. Absolutely. Uh, in, in what Rodgers Rogers basically holds right now. I be, You think out of the three that I just said, Rodgers, Wilson, and um, uh, Deshaun, now, they're all a little bit unique in their own situations. But it, is the domino that has to fall is, is Aaron Rodgers first? Yeah, I mean, I think he's the most coveted guy. So, yes, I believe so. Yeah. So, you know, uh, my point being, if Rodgers ends up saying, hey, I'm going to go to Tampa. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Then all of a sudden then now Is Russell Wilson going to Denver? Uh, is Russell Wilson going could, to San Fran? Could like, go to New York? Yeah, he's he's not he's not go, go to, to a lot of places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could, could go to Pittsburgh? Yeah. And, and to be honest with you, that's the other part of it, is that it's there are some really good football teams and teams that have been really good over the years, like Super Bowl champions, Denver, Pittsburgh, Tampa comes to mind, mm-hmm. that could use quarterbacks, Giants, right, that could use quarterbacks and have the ability to get them. Um, and, and then you're talking about, I mean, if you saw Aaron Rodgers in Denver, if you saw Russell Wilson in uh, Tampa, and you saw Deshaun Watson in Pittsburgh, I mean, wow. Be wild. Talk about correcting it. No, without a doubt. I mean, now all of a sudden you're talking about teams that, well, I mean, like Pittsburgh, a team that's in, in the running once again. You know, I mean, um, all it takes is one big signing like that to really change your whole team around. It, it kind of changed the whole team trajectory around, if you will. I got one more spinoff of, of this point of mine because I've always thought about it like this. Like, if I'm Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers, does it matter to me that Tom Brady was just in Tampa and now I'm going to go follow him? Does it matter that Manning most recently was their best guy in Denver and I'm going to follow the way he did it? Does that matter? Do you want something new? Do you want something to own yourself? Or does it seem like you're just another guy in line when you have um, other guys that have been to those places and done it the way you might do it? No, I mean, if Rodgers or Russell Wilson were going to Tampa Bay and win a Super Bowl there... The thing, like, I'm not going to think when they're hoisting that Lombardi saying they're going to Disney World is, hey, remember when Tom Brady did the same thing? Like, you know, like it's kind of an afterthought. So, no, I, I don't think, like, now that's just me speaking. Like, maybe their mindsets are different. Maybe, maybe Rodgers wants to go to a place where, you know, his predecessor wasn't that good. I don't know. I just think that players want to go to teams where they can win a Super Bowl. And it doesn't really matter what's happened in the past. All that matters is the present. All right. Uh, do you think the Patriots should have gotten this game? To get, like, to get like a Russell Wilson or somebody? Yeah, like like instead of picking Mac Jones at 15 last year. Yeah. Right? Like get in the game of, hey, let's we'll give you the form for Rodgers to replace Brady. We'll give you the form for Russell Wilson. You know, we'll make the trade for Deshaun Watson. We'll make it work out here. Right? And they still could, by the way. Well, they're not going to get in the game. They've drafted Mac, and they like what yeah, he did, yeah, I yeah. think. But, yeah. but should they have, like, should Belichick have maybe done that and gotten that game, considering he might, I don't know, have three to five years left? Uh, I mean, he could go longer, but let's be realistic. Maybe three to five years left coaching. I mean, should they have gotten in that game? No, I mean, I think at the end of the day, like, they did go to the playoffs with the rookie quarterback. Um 
So I think you wait and see what Mac Jones can do for you. You know, I mean, keep in mind, when, when you sacrifice draft capital and money and, and, and whatever else you have to sacrifice to get that, that quarterback, you have to make sure that you have the team ready to make that Super Bowl run. And I'm not sure if the Patriots were there quite yet, at least in Bill Belichick's mind. So like, if you give up, you know, three first-round picks or whatever the case may be, I mean, that's a lot of your future right there. And I'm, I'm not sure, like, how confident I would be. Like, for instance, New, New England's weapons. Do you have more weapons in Seattle? Do you have more weapons in New England? I think it's comparable. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Well, I'd probably, I'd, I think I'd rather take Seattle's. Yeah. Uh, if I told you the Michigan Panthers were officially on the clock, would you say, who are the Michigan Panthers? I would say, who are the Michigan Panthers? Absolutely. What league are they on the clock in, Austin Lane? Yeah, I have no idea. Let's see. I, I got I'm, nothing. I mean, Casey knows a lot. You, you Does he know it. this? Uh, I have a guess. What do you got? The USFL. Yeah, that's a good guess. Uh. I knew you'd get it. Man, you got nothing to do. You're so bored. Oh, wow. That's, hey. a, that's a compliment. All right. <laughs> I mean, how the hell would you know that? Like, who the hell are the Michigan Panthers? Yeah. How many teams are in the USFL? Oh, I have no idea. I just know it's becoming a thing, so it felt like that could have been the right answer as more of a uh, uh, just educated guess. But, yeah, you know, I'll take, I'll take the – Is the USFL going to work? <laughs> um, I mean, I, I probably won't be watching a lot of it. So I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, the spring leagues. I thought these leagues would work better than they have. Honestly, well, isn't the XFL coming like next year too? I think it's coming back. Yeah, yeah. I would watch that. I don't know. After the Rock's whole thing in the Super Bowl, I'm, I'm all so <laughs> XFL. Well, you're off the rock. Yeah, I'm kind of off the rock at the off moment. You're a rocker. Yeah. Um, uh, who can we? Who can well, we? I mean, try? I don't know. About you. Do you watch the USFL? Listen, the USFL has like, you know, I mean, USFL of old, obviously. The New Jersey Generals and Herschel Walker and Doug Flutie. I mean, I grew up a little bit on that, and I loved Flutie, and Flutie was, like, awesome. And so there was a time period there that USFL was awesome. And But I just now I'm a little – I thought some of these leagues, to be honest, would work. I, I thought they'd be nice little developmental leagues and still entertaining enough in a football-starred society to give us some in the spring. I'm just not sure – I don't know if it's because they've been poorly run or or maybe COVID kind of interrupted it or maybe there's a myriad of reasons. I just thought they'd work better. And so now, I, honestly, I don't have a lot of faith in this, and it almost doesn't get me excited based on what's happened with the last couple of leagues that have tried. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know if it's going to work. Case, you going to watch it? You going to make some bets? Yeah, if I can bet on it, I'll watch it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, yeah. Trying to, I'm trying to figure out who can be drafted. Like, is there no... Like, there's, they say there's a pool of... Oh, good call, yeah. There's a pool of upwards of thousands of players that they're whittling down to 500 players for the draft, but they don't say who. Like, so it's oh, just... It's going to be all former college guys that aren't in the league, right? Well, yeah, but, like, is Johnny Manziel playing or not? Like, yeah, I don't... You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they got to get something like... I mean, that's, again, when I tell you USFL, like, I can't tell you everything, but I knew Flutie and Herschel Walker played in it. True. And, and they weren't alone, by the way. They were bigger names, but those guys, like... I mean, seriously, I was as a did kid, it, I loved Flutie. And Flutie didn't Bo Jackson play in it? I don't think Bo Jackson played in USFL. Who was the, who was the running back? Herschel Walker. Yeah, who was the other? Um, no, I'm thinking of somebody. Um, um, dude out of Oklahoma. The ESPN 30 oh, for 30. Oh, yeah, the 30 for 30 guy, yeah. I think um, he did. I can't remember his name. I can't either. Uh, uh, out of SMU? What? No, no, he Oklahoma. Was out of Oklahoma. no, you said Oklahoma. I ended up in jail. Yeah. Um... um 
Ah, shoot. I just watched it like a month and a half ago, It's too. one of my favorite ones, too, and, uh, yeah, and I'm good. dropping the ball. Yeah. But no, I know who you're talking about. Okay. We'll look it up, but I, I know you're talking yeah. about Yeah. Uh, all right. We'll uh, be back live at Daytona International Speedway here on a Thursday dual day. Marcus Dupree, by the way. Marcus Dupree. Name. Very good. Yeah. Yes, that yep. was good. 30 for 30, by the yeah. way. Uh, very good. Uh, we'll be back. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690, live from Daytona. Thing. One more minutes for Dwight Howard. We saw what Braun is capable of doing, but here's the thing. Russell Westbrook has to step up. I know we keep talking about it, but here's his time to shut up all the haters, all the people that said he has lost it, he's on he's on the decline. It's his time. Like, And I, and I mean, I want to see some 30-point nights. I want to see him and LeBron James be able to coexist. He has no excuse whatsoever. AD is out, the, out of the picture. He has to elevate his game. Oh, the Lakers. Oh, the Knicks. <laughs> Man. How about the Knicks? Whew. The Knicks, I mean, is that like the, are the Knicks one of the strangest teams that looked like they were turning? Yep. And then all of a sudden, like, Back to reality. ran into the stop sign. Back to reality, we, we go. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, holy cow. It's insane. Like, they seriously looked like they were turning the corner and, and starting to be relevant, like, last year and early on. And, I mean, just blown up. It's like, get rid of it all again. Yes. It's, it's insane, man. It's, um, there, there was so much hope and optimism. And, and uh, you know, they, they can still sweep into, like, a seventh or eighth seed in the playoffs. But uh, what a nightmare so far for them. Yeah, the... You know, and I always go back. I, I think it's interesting. Some guy had told me, um, you know, when they were, everybody was mad about Shot Khan and the Jags, it's like, you guys take it easy on Shot Khan. You don't rip them. It's like the New York media rips uh, the Knicks and everything else. And, and I come back to, well, guess what? We can, we, we can, we can measure how much we, we rip people. How does that been working up in New York, though, for the Knicks? <laughs> no, for sure. Like, I don't think it makes you better as an organization. You know, no, you, it doesn't you make think you that's better. That's the level but... of accountability that's going to change your organization. Well, yeah. your 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 energy's misplaced. No, true, true. This is true. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so uh, the the Knicks are are bad. Uh, LeBron is good though, huh? Le LeBron is good. Um, he's not going to get much help from Anthony Davis now, who went down again. I so the Lakers are definitely in trouble. Um. You, yeah. you guys did this the other, you know, well, I think you misinterpreted my question, but we did this a couple weeks back, and it was something about, like, who's disappointing. And uh, you guys had interesting perspective on it because you're like, I, I was like, LeBron's playing out of his mind at his age. Like, I, his, his numbers are unbelievable. He's played very well. But he also is the guy that orchestrates how the team is built. Yeah. So... How is that weighed in NBA circles right now, do you think? Like, are people criticizing LeBron because of the way they built it more than acknowledging his greatness right now at his age? Oh, no, I think you definitely have to criticize him more than, than compliment him. I mean, you're 27 and 31 right now. Yeah. You know, I mean, if <laughs> you're, you're under 500, you don't show signs that you're going to be any better in the next couple of games. So, yeah, I mean, I think LeBron's getting a lot more criticism than he is praise, and I think it's kind of deserved. I mean, I get it. He's he's up there in age, and and what he's doing night in and night out is is very admirable. 
but this is the NBA. You know, I mean, all it takes is a good performance from one player to really turn things around. And he's had good performances, but he can't seem to get this team to win. Casey, how do you view it? Uh, with the Lakers? Yeah, you credit or criticize LeBron James? You got you to gotta criticize because I criticize the GM part of it because he's great, yeah. but you, you can't misfire on Russell Westbrook mm -hmm. when you could have done a hundred other things with the salary you're paying Russell Westbrook. So, And you probably misfired on Anthony Davis because he's never healthy. And, like, he was never healthy before, so you could have seen that coming. So I think as basketball player, A++++, but you can't be the GM and the best player on the team. It just doesn't work. And you yeah. may have misfired on Carmelo Anthony as well. But that's a at least bit. a little less low risk. Yeah, true. Because I don't it, know. It, it didn't cost him a lot. Right. That's what should point. he have done? You're talking about what LeBron James should have did? Yeah. Um, I probably would have kept the guys instead of trade for Russell Westbrook. So, so you're okay with the Anthony Davis part? I mean, it's hard to foresee Anthony Davis is going to be out, like, multiple times a year because of injuries. Like, eventually you just got to hope that the guy can stay healthy. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, it's like I, I don't think the Anthony Davis pick was – that bad because, I mean, he's one of the best players in the league. It's just he can't stay healthy. Like, you're not going to have the foresight to see that. But they're not, but they're, okay, so the Westbrook one, but they needed another part, right? So, do you remember, like, who they could have got or who he should have done? Or well, no, taken? it's like I said. I mean, if you would have kept it the same, like, oh, you, just keep it you, the same, well, you got to have confidence in your abilities. You know, I mean, if you're LeBron James and then the team goes through you, like, all you need is secondary players around you, and hopefully Anthony Davis can be healthy. But you, what you wanted to do was front load everything, take away from the bench, and now you got nothing. And to be honest, that's where my topic the other day came from that we never got to, like how long is a leash on like a top overall pick? If they would have kept LaMelo Ball, they would be in like he plays a lot and he's good now all of a sudden, which we kind of people thought he was going to be. He wasn't great right away so they shipped him off for Anthony Davis and now looking back on it, like LaMelo Ball's pretty good. Yeah. So could you have made other moves to build around like Kuzma, who all of a sudden is good now, too. If you had Kuzma, Ball, and LeBron. KCP and, would be back there, too, then? Exactly. Like, I think you just need to let these things play out. You don't win right away, and I get LeBron's age is a factor with that, but sometimes you got to let these things play out. Would they have won the title they won? Probably not, but nobody counts it as a real title anyway, and you'd be in a better position to win a real title in the next, this year or next year or even last year if you kept those players that were developing. Yeah, that's a, it's, it's really interesting when LeBron's like the king of this, right, putting together these teams and being the GM. It's a different role. Like, I, I, I've always been a fan of LeBron, and so I think it's kind of odd. What he's doing individually is tremendous. Like, it's unbelievable, in my opinion, at his age, this many years into the league. And he's doing things that he even hasn't done at times in his career, yet he, <laughs> he's getting no credit. Because he's a bad GM, and, well, yeah. and that's overriding everything because of their record. I'm not saying it shouldn't. I just think it's pretty unusual. Usually in, in sports, we, we would still celebrate somebody's um, game, even at this age, even if they weren't, you know, winning 75% of the games like they should or you thought they should. No, for sure. But, like, here's the thing. Back when they won the championship, how many of those guys are still on the team now? Not too many of them. Not too many, yeah. I mean, Morris gone, Kuzma gone. Um, is, is Horton Tucker gone? I think he's gone. I think he's there. Crusoe, he just doesn't play. Okay, Crusoe's gone. KCP is gone. Avery Bradley, I think he's gone. Like, there's, 
uh, out of Kempo, you know, he didn't play, he plays for the Bucks now, but like he was gone. You know, J.R. Smith's gone. Deion Waiters is gone. So like you look at that team, and yeah, I get it. Like year in and year out, there, there's going to be changes. There's going to be a transaction, and there's there's going to be a turnstile. I get it. But like you lost everybody from that team, and you tried to front load it, and now it's coming, kind of coming back to bite you in the you know what. Yeah, I I think uh, you know listen. Some people can say that the championship didn't count. LeBron's mind, it it counted, right? He got the job done in L.A. And, and so. I wonder how much he thought he was playing with house money. I wonder if he thought he could be the fix for Russell Westbrook. Um, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what he was thinking at all that uh, because everybody threw up the red flag on it, as I remember. So uh, it, it's pretty it's, – I don't know why he got to the point where he got, but it, it certainly wasn't the right moves. And, and, by the way, so many times in his career he made a lot of good moves um, in, in putting together some of these teams, but uh, this one is not it. Uh, I know Austin's got a little something for us, but if it's not time-sensitive, uh, Casey just brought this up about the leash of the number one picks. And we talked a little bit about this the other day. Like, what's the expectation of Trevor Lawrence? Uh, you just brought up Lamelo Ball. What is that leash on number one picks? How impatient have we become? And how patient should we be? And how much does that vary sport to sport? Because basically, baseball, your number one pick, you might not see him for five or six years, depending on his age, coming out of college, coming out of high school. So that's obviously a different animal than your number one pick, QB, offensive lineman, whatever it might be, pass rusher uh, in, in the NFL, and then what we're talking about the, in the NBA. Because here's the deal in the NBA, they better be ultimate patience or have ultimate patience with Zion Williamson. Yeah. Right? In, in New Orleans, or they're never going to see the fruits of that one. What is the window of, of patience before you're like, all right, it's put up or shut up time, you know? In the NBA or in the, the NFL? Well, I think more the NFL because that's kind of what well, Jags have the number one pick, you know? I mean, how, how quickly does Evan Neal have to impact? How quickly does Aiden Hutchinson or Thibodeau have to impact uh, to live up yep. so, to what you got? So, it's, so I think from a quarterback position, like, th- there's growing pains. You know, it's the hardest position in the NFL. So I think from the quarterback position, like Trevor Lawrence, you want to see almost the maximum potential year three, right? Year three or year four. Depending on that they can give the guys around you to succeed. I think from an edge rusher or from an offensive tackle, it's different. I think expectations are even higher there because it's like, all right, well, now you're playing a position that, yeah, there's going to be a learning curve for sure. There's a learning curve in any position in the NFL. But not as much, I feel like, as quarterback. Like, there's not so much to learn in terms of the playbook um, and in terms of reading defenses. Like, if you're an offensive tackle, okay, there's a guy in front of you. you got to stop him. If you're an edge rusher, okay, there's a guy in front of you. You have to go around him and get to the quarterback. So I think expectations for, for like, top picks overall, um, when we talk about offensive tackle or edge rushers, I mean, I think we're talking year two, year three, you better be a pro bowler. Uh, that's interesting, uh, and I think you brought this up a little bit because Dante Fowler got waived by the uh, Atlanta Falcons, Casey, uh, and, and not that he was the number one pick, was top three pick. And so, yeah, year three, you better be able to deliver on it. I, I wonder in, in the NFL these days, quarterback-wise, if year two has been a – I mean, Lamar Jackson won MVP in year two. Patrick Mahomes was brilliant year two. Joe Burrow was just brilliant year two. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not saying we'll know boom or bust, but – like, we really need to see a, a big jump, we feel like, right, in year two from Trevor Lawrence when you're relative to some of those young quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Casey, you agree with this, right? Like, uh, I think the the tackle and the edge and the skill positions, I think you have a lot, which is kind of 
ironic because, like, the quarterback's the most important part. You want him to learn right away. But I feel like if you draft a tackle at number one, that guy better come in right away and be a difference maker or else it's a wasted pick. Yeah, I, I agree. But that, like, I, I agree. It just, it it's funny. Like, you see all of these top picks in all kinds of sports that are like, okay, it didn't work out with the first team. They go to another team and they succeed. So I just, the balance, like, Josh Rosen's a bad example. But if Josh Rosen ended up being good, it'd be a good example. Or yeah. Sam Darnold. It's like the same thing. Like, how long do you let these people develop? And sometimes it doesn't work, sometimes it does. But, like, here's an Saquon Barkley was picked second overall. What do we feel about Saquon Barkley right now? Oh, obviously it was, a, it was a bust. I mean, he can't stay healthy. Right. But I agree. I absolutely agree. But if you're the Giants and you let him go and he goes somewhere and is good, it's like, oh, well, we didn't give it enough of a leash. So it's like, You yeah. see that happening all the so, time in sports. So here's what I think about that, and that's a great point. I think there's certain positions in the National Football League, like tackle, like edge rusher, where there's no excuses, right? Like for Sam Darnold, for Josh Rosen, we'll see what Trevor Lawrence, we can sit here and say, well, you know what? They didn't really set them up for success, right? Like he may not have had the best receivers. He may not have best, you had the best play caller. He was going, you know, year in, year out, new offensive coordinator. Those are all excuses that you can use to build up and say, you know what? Let's wait this out a little longer. It's going on in New York right now with Daniel Jones. Like, if you look at the stats and the numbers and the win-loss record, you would say, I don't think Dan Jones is the guy. But then you, you look more into it and you see, okay, well, how many corners has he had the, the past couple of years he's been playing in the National Football League? Uh, a new corner every single year? Like, that's an excuse. I think from an edge rusher, from offensive tackle, there aren't the built-in excuses because you only really have one job. Like, you, you don't need to give an edge rusher talent around him to succeed. If you're an edge rusher and you're talented, you're talented. Right? Like, if you're Aaron Donald, you're Aaron Donald. doesn't matter what kind of linebackers you have, what kind of cornerbacks you have. Like, you're going to shine regardless. I think if, if you're an offensive tackle, yeah, I mean, if your quarterback's better, it's probably going to help you out as well. But, you know, if you're a good offensive tackle, you're a good offensive tackle. I just think the quarterback position needs so much more to be successful than a tackle or an edge rusher. Yeah, that's uh, a good point. Uh, no doubt about it. Uh, I think that's a very good separation, by the way, uh, between those those positions um, at that. I love your Saquon Barkley one because if Saquon Barkley was available and it wasn't like over-the-moon pricing, wouldn't you like really be interested if you were the Jags, even though you know the history with the injury? I mean, yeah, if it came at a max discount, why not? You well, have the yeah, money for it. I don't but. know what a max discount is. I'm just saying, like, not at a guy that's been to three Pro Bowls, even though he's got that kind of potential potential. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you're not going to get I don't think you're ever going to get discount on it, or they would just want to get rid of him. But I just wonder, like, would you be interested? I would be. I'd be like, oh, yeah, let's see what this guy. I'll buy into that. And then, by the way, you know, it doesn't always work with number one picks. Like, Derek Carr to me is a, a fantastic example. Now, he's a second-round pick, but he's still an investment in the QB position. And all of a sudden, now, Derek Carr might be maxing at $40 million a year, you know? And they were patient with him. Whether it was circumstance or they just proved to be patient with him, and he got better and they waited their time. So I think it's a really good point, Casey. I, I do think it does change from sport to sport, too, uh, when yeah. you give up on that guy. And, man, does it feel bad if that guy goes somewhere else and is good. And I think the baseball is a great example. We won't go into it. But I think the one that we're going to find out is Baker Mayfield. Yeah, that's a good call. Because they're, well, they're going to have to do something. Hey, in basketball right now, is Wiggins a little bit of that? Was he number one guy? Uh, yeah, he was, he was, wasn't he? One or two. One or two, yeah. Yeah, so, like, is he a little bit like that? Like, aren't they, like why didn't he do this with us? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, he was, he was he's the top pick overall in Cleveland. He was top pick. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, but I mean, that was what? How long ago was that? 2014. Yeah, I mean, that's a long time to wait for him to come around. <laughs> Seven years later, he's making the All Star game. Um, hey, let's take a break, uh, and then uh, Austin's got a game for us, is what I hear. I have no idea what it is, but let's play it. When we come back, Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. We're live at Daytona International Speedway. Duels tonight. All our coverage on Fox 30 all weekend long, CBS 47 as well. And uh, you can watch the race on Fox 30 on Sunday. Come on by, say hello. Beautiful day down here in Daytona. I feel like everything was just really clicking last year. I feel like each department was just kind of on their game. Our engines running good. The aero department was really clicking. Uh, our pit stops were good. I mean, so everything was just working. That's hard to replicate, but I feel like we have a great group, and they're super capable of producing that type of performance again as a company, uh, and certainly as as a nine team in particular. I, I feel really good about what uh, you know what we have and what, what we bring to the table specifically and I feel like we can compete at a high level, so I'm excited about it. Mm, Chase Elliott? That is a bingo. Yeah, Jeez. two for two on the NASCAR front. We got one more for you coming up a little later on. All right, can't wait. Uh, we are live at Daytona International Speedway. Brett Martineau, Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz here on a Thursday. Beautiful one here by the beach in Daytona. Awesome. Weather makes all the difference in the world here. You don't have to wait on a rain delay tonight, we don't think. We did have some sprinkles, but I think we're going to be okay. Uh, and, and hopefully the weather looks good on the weekend uh, as well. The heat does matter, though, usually on the track. It, it changes the style of racing sometimes. Um, so we will uh, see. That's my inside NASCAR report for you. Austin Lane, you got us a game or what? What are we doing here? Yeah, it was just when we were talking about the NBA, um, I came by a little interesting tidbit where Lids has released the top-selling NBA players' jerseys oh. um, in the 2021-2022 season. Now, have any of you guys seen the list yet? No. I have not. Perfect. Lids comes up with that list? It's questionable for sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. It's it, Data is pulled from in-store sales. Um, at Lids locations around the U.S., 2,000-plus ones. That's cool. Montana has just one location, and Alabama has five, keep in mind. <laughs> Very good. So I assume online orders are also a thing as well. So just, I mean, for, for the sake of I mean, it's not really games. It's more of like, I want to hear you guys' opinions on it. Like, for instance. Feel. Job feel. So in, in, Number one. No, not even close. So in Florida, who do you think the top-selling jersey is in Florida? Oh, man. And keep in mind, this could be past or present because oh, what's, what's in right Oh, now Casey knows where I'm going with it. Because past or present, because what's in right now is getting the, the retro jerseys as well. I will say this, though. In Florida, it's a current player. Jimmy Butler. No. Nah. Dang it. Um, Giannis. No, it's Does it make LeBron sense James. for Florida? No. Yeah, well, it's LeBron James. Sorry. It's because okay. Miami Heat, I guess. I don't know. Uh, uh, I will say this. LeBron James has... I mean, in terms of this, he is number one in 30 of the states, by the way. Holy wow. cow. So it goes to show you. What about Philadelphia? I will ben say this. Simmons. Embiid? Nope. This is a former player. Uh, AI. J. There it is. AI it is, Casey. Yeah, Nicely yeah, done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So now this is, and this is why this thing is trending right now. Because we start getting to states like Montana and Alabama, and it kind of throws you for a little bit of a loop. So I'm going to say this right now. I will give you guys each 10 guesses, and I guarantee, I guarantee 
you can't get the number one selling jersey in Alabama. Don't worry, Brown. We got it first try. And, uh, and I'll tell you right now, he, he's, a, he's a former player, not a current player. I'll ah, help you crap. out there. Charles Barkley. No. From Alabama. Yeah, I know. You, I, want, you want to hear something even more crazy? Yep. This guy wasn't even an all-star. Number one in Alabama. Um, but you have heard of him. I have heard of him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. In case you have to. Great. Wasn't even an all-star in his career? That is correct. Dude, I was so ready to say Colin Sexton because I thought I had it. <laughs> I thought I was, like, intellectually genius, but no. Nope. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, I got one. I go, oh, no. Nah. Ooh, nope. That, but I'm not mad at that guess. I was going to say, uh, like, Penny Hardaway, but he was an all-star. Um, I'm going to give you some stats. He was NBA All-Rookie First Team, so he was good. Okay. Any any year that he was NBA First Team? Uh, Tyler Hansbro. No. <laughs> good Christian Leitner. Nope. I'll give you some more clues. He was Pac-10 Player of the Year. Oh, this is getting horrible. Pac-10 Player. Blake Griffin. No, I think he's been an, all, he's been an all-star. Yeah. Dunk contest. He's a McDonald's All-American. Pac-10. Oh, this is crazy, too. He was Mr. Basketball USA. So this guy was good. Just, you know. Steph Curry. Never mind. Um, Elton Brand. What? Ooh, nope. But you're, you're kind of in that era. Brandon Bass. Nope. It's not Odom. Um... Odin, I mean, not Odin. No, 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 no. Uh, no, no. Uh, yeah, he was Ohio State, not Pac-12. I mean, if, if you guys want to get super in-depth. Oh, Elton Brand, ACC. What am I saying, Pac-10? If you want to get super in-depth, he's got a tattoo on his bicep that may match the exact same style of a tattoo that I have in my ribs. The, like the, the way that it looks. Now, I say this because not a lot of guys had tattoos like this back then is what I'm trying to get at here. I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm Mike, trying to think that Mike, Pac-10 guy's like, Mike oh. Bibby. Mike oh, Bibby. Oh, by the way, did you you know? Did you see Bibby in the crowd the other day? He's jacked. Yes. He's, he's jacked did to all yeah. So, like, that's why I wonder if it's like he's like a, a I don't know, like a, a TikTok thing now or Is something. Is he from Alabama? Kids. He's not from Alabama. What the hell? That's weird. It's so weird. Now. Is it more weird as Montana? Here's, ah, uh, kind of. Montana? No, th- 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 this guy's an all-star. Okay. Currently? This guy's super popular. No, this is a former player. Oh Larry Bird. Shaq. Um, has no business being in Montana, I would say, but he I'm is the top. Shaq. Not Shaq. Right position, though. Yao Ming? Oh, Casey! Oh! <laughs> wow. That's a great ball. Yao wow. Ming? In Montana? What? Gosh, I got to check on my stereotypes of Montana. Casey! What a moment. Dang, man. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> nothing says big sky like y'all make. so, man. <laughs> Nicely done. <laughs> like, go to the rodeo in Bozeman <laughs> and you see a lot of y'all make jerseys. For sure. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, do they have basketball hoops in Montana? <laughs> I'm sure there's a bunch of, like, country dudes up there that, you know. Wow, that what is a incredible. Moment. Like, Nicely what's the leading? Done. Did it say how many they sold? Like, 12? No, no, no it doesn't say. <laughs> it does not say that. But, yeah, Yao Ming. That's fantastic. And then I already told Casey this one. In Idaho, I've never heard of the player before. Really? Yeah. So, I mean, you, I, I don't think he's playing anymore. Uh, but I've never heard of this guy. But you think he's, like, relatively recent, not like an old school guy? So, 
This guy's 52 years old. Whoa. Okay. He, um, I'm trying to look him up right now. Well, we'll never get it, so how about okay. you share it? Steve Smith. Not the receiver? Oh, actually, hey, Steve Smith. Uh, I remember that from a rookie card I had of him. Okay. Um, probably like around 1990. Okay. So I, don't, I, I think don't he know. was drafted by the Heat, if I'm not mistaken. Nicely done.